You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled Soul Wars, Part 1. Enjoy. Soul Wars, the Lord is with you. (laughs) How many saw Star Wars over the holiday break? Hands up in the air. All right, not everybody yet, huh? God is good. We had a good time last Sunday just sharing testimonies. Wasn't that fun? Well, we're going to start something new, a new series called Soul Wars. The Lord is with you. And um, episode seven just came out. And episode four came out when I was a kid in the 70s. And uh, I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. It was just epic, right? So if you know the Star Wars saga, it's this epic battle uh, of light and darkness trying to overcome the light. And um, let's see, episode four, five, six. We, got, we actually got one through six on DVD. Um, but there's this invisible realm in Star Wars, right? It's called the Force. And uh, some believe in it and some don't. And if you remember Han Solo back in episode four, he didn't believe in it at all. But if you've seen episode seven, he is convinced it's real, right? In fact, he tells, I think it's Ray, he tells in episode seven, it's real, it's true, right? And it's this unseen realm of, of darkness and light. And in episode seven, there, well, there are these beings that can sense this realm, right, in every episode. And in episode seven, we see this dark supreme leader, And he says to his apprentice at one point, he says, there's been an awakening. Can you feel it? He says something like, uh, uh, have you felt it, the dark and the light? And there's a a scene where Darth Vader's grandson is praying to his grandfather, right? And he said, I felt it again, something like a call to the light, right? So there's these beings in Star Wars that can sense this unseen realm. I thought that was so cool as a kid. I thought, I want to be one of those beings. And, and there, there are people in Star Wars, uh, like in episode four, I remember seeing Luke Skywalker. I thought, man, I want to be Luke Skywalker. You know, he, he really didn't know who he was, but he had a great destiny, and he didn't know it way back in episode four. And, and he didn't know who his father was. He didn't know where he came from. But thankfully, a, a Jedi master came into his life to show him the light, who he really was and what he was called to do. And there's these special warrior knights in Star Wars, right? And they're different. They don't fight the way that other people fight. They have a different weapon. It's not a weapon of the natural realm. It's of this unseen realm. It's a sword of light, right? So even though it's science fiction, there are a lot of parallels between Star Wars and the life that we're living right now. And I don't know if you guys have noticed that even in Episode 7, it's not called the Empire anymore. They call it the First Order. But there's a scene where the leader is standing up before the troops, and, and the, the evil leader, and he's talking to them, and it really looks like a snapshot of the Nazi troops in Germany. Oh, oh okay, so I don't want to spoil it for you. I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. I'm just trying to see. And also, you'll see in uh, episode four and five, the, the way that the officers of the empire are dressed really looks like a, a throwback to the, the uniforms of Nazi Germany, right? And I don't think that was uh, coincidental. But there are a lot of parallels between what we see in Star Wars and what's going on in this world. And the reality is, this world's not science fiction. 
right? We're not living a science fiction life. We've got our, fleet, our feet on a planet called Earth. And in this real world that we're living in, there's a real darkness trying to keep you from the light. And it's going on daily, trying to keep you from realizing who God is, what he's done for you, and who you are in Christ. So during this series, and starting 2016, I really believe there, there are some amazing things about to burst forward in our lives in 2016. And the devil would like to discourage you and get your focus off of what God has promised you and onto your surroundings or circumstances uh, to try and get you to miss what he's doing, what God is doing in your life. So we want to encourage you to absolutely throw your arms around Jesus Christ. Embrace all that he is. Embrace Jesus Christ. Resist the darkness. Resist discouragement. Resist doubt and fear and worry. And let the light of God's promises lead the way in your life. Amen. Soul war. So there's a war going on. It's an epic battle. And, and darkness is trying to keep you from experiencing who God is, what he's done for you, and from realizing who you are in Christ. And we said last week, as we're all just sharing our testimonies and having a good time, this is not an adult service, right? Our service is for all ages because light is for every age, right? A four-year-old, a five-year-old needs light. Light is where the strength is. Light is where life is. Light is where health is. Light is where wisdom is. Light is where provision is. A 25-year-old needs light, right? An 85-year-old needs light. A 118-year-old needs light. This is for all ages, so what we're doing includes everybody. Every nation, every tongue, every tribe. Light is for everybody. So let's go to the scripture we just saw in our opening. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. So we're going to, our eyes, I think, the Holy Spirit's going to help us to see who we are in Christ more clearly during this series, and also to recognize the strategies of the enemy. Because you know he's got some strategies in 2016, but it doesn't really matter because his strategies won't work in our lives as long as we trust in Christ, right? As long as we stay with Jesus and embrace his promises. So Ephesians chapter 6 Verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Don't read the Bible too fast. There's a lot right there. Be strong. Remember God's name? First person of to be, I am. Anytime the Lord instructs you to be something, it's because that's who he's made you in Christ. He's made you strong in Christ. He's saying, be who you are in me. Be strong, not in your own strength, in my strength. Be, don't live life in 2016 in your own strength. Be strong in me and in the power of my might. All right? Verse 11, put on the whole armor 
of God. Now, put on lets us know that's a decision we have to make, right? But what is this whole armor of God? Where do I find it? Psalm 91 verse 4 says this, His faithful promises are your armor. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Leave it right there. Put on the whole armor of God. God's promises, right? That's why at Highway Church, we're promise hounds, right? We scour the Bible from cover to cover, right? Looking for the promises of God because His promises are our armor and protection. His promises are, the, his promises are uh, revealed to us who He is, revealed to us what He's done for us, and revealed to us who we are in Christ. So we're all about the promises of God. You remember 2 Peter 1.4, right? says, through His promises... We become partakers of his nature, right? And I've heard uh, ministries criticized for spending so much time talking about the promises of God. And I understand why they're being criticized because it's ignorance, right? If you will major in the promises of God, you will experience him. What religion has done is shifted the focus from God's promises to your behavior and tries to put all the focus on what you have done or haven't done. That won't make you strong. Right? So at Highway Church, we've changed our focus. We put our focus on His promises, who He is, what He's done for us, and who we are in Christ. That's the whole armor of God. And we are to put that on. All right, let's go back to Ephesians now. Put on the whole armor of God, every one of his promises, right? Why? So that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So if we don't learn his promises, are we going to be able to stand? Nope. Nope. I'd say a lot of Christians know maybe a little bit, the promise that, that through faith in Christ they're going to go to heaven. And that's about all they know. Well, we're not in heaven right now. We're on earth. We've got things to do right here, right now. We need to know the promises of God that apply to our daily life now. All right? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. What's that word wiles mean? Schemes, strategies. Do you guys remember Wild E. Coyote? Was he in episode seven? No, he's back in Looney Tunes. Remember him, Wild E. Coyote? And what was his, what was his scheme? What was his strategy? He's trying to destroy the Roadrunner, right? And he would try and drop weights on him and blow him up with dynamite, but he could never do it. Why couldn't Wild E. Coyote destroy the Roadrunner? He was too quick. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is quick and powerful, right? If you will meditate in the promises of God, they will quicken you and enable you to avoid the traps 
of the enemy. So you can think of yourself as the roadrunner and the devil is Wiley Coyote. <laughs> He's the Antichrist, you know, Wiley Coyote. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, isn't that what some people do? Try and make an Antichrist out of everything. All right. All right. All right, let's see. So all the strategies against the devil. Let's stay. You don't want to read the Bible too fast. There's a lot in one verse. We could spend a lifetime just right here. So we, we're, we're, we're filling our minds and hearts with every promise God has made, right? We're, we're, we're disciples of his promises. We're students. We're scholars of his promises, right? We're experts in the promises of God. They're rolling off our tongue day and night, right? We speak them over our lives day and night. If you're not speaking them, you don't know them. I, I've, I could pull up pages and pages of promises that I've been speaking over my life for many years. I've got them on my phone now. Used to have them in a paper notebook. So, so and it says these promises are going to keep you, right? Putting them on, speaking them over your life, they're going to keep you and enable you to stand against Wile E. Coyote, right? Against the devil. Now, the devil's not science fiction, Right? He's real. But there are those that would have you to believe that, that, that acknowledging the devil and Satan and demons and spirits and angels is ignorant and primitive and unsophisticated and uneducated, but quite the contrary. See, what we believe doesn't create what's true. The devil's real whether I believe it or not. Right? What I believe does determine how much truth I experience in my life. See, Jesus is real. Jesus loves me. He's provided for me. Whether I realize it or not, I can choose to believe that or not. So my beliefs don't determine what's real or what's true. My beliefs determine how much of that I experience. Actually, Matthew 9, 29. Oh, this is great. Let me say that verse. You don't have to bring it up. But um, what I was sharing is that what I believe doesn't create what's true, right? It doesn't create. It simply determines how much truth I experience. And Jesus summed it up so beautifully in Matthew chapter 9, 29. There were two blind men who came to him to be healed. And he said to them, be it done to you according to your faith. In other words, it was his will to heal them. He wanted to do it. He was ready to do it. But he wanted them to believe that he could and wanted to do it, right? And one translation of the message says, become what you believe. Wow. Isn't that great? Become what you believe. So what we believe really changes our lives, it has everything to do with how much of God we experience or how much of God we miss out on. Okay, into verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So this isn't a natural battle, right? It's not a political thing, right? We're not wrestling against political parties or this is not a social battle. This is a battle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
So there was a point where Han Solo in episode four didn't even acknowledge the unseen realm. But he was very quick to, to tell Ray in episode seven, it's real and I believe it. So we know now as students of God's promises that Satan's real, right? And that there are principalities, spirits of darkness in this world that have schemes and strategies against us. Isn't that exciting news, right? Wow, yippee, party time, right? But it's good to know what's going on and what we're up against. So the rulers of the darkness of this world, the spiritual wickedness in high places, although we can't see them directly, we can see the results of their strategies, right? We can see the results of darkness. Have you ever noticed that darkness and depression go together? That if someone is depressed, you know, they, they, they want to be in low-lit places. They want to isolate themselves. They want to hear kind of music that's somber and, you know. Why is that? You know, depression doesn't just happen in a day. Spirits of darkness will speak to you over weeks and months and years. In other words, just a little thought will come to your mind. Give you an example. Here you are going through your happy day, you know, living on planet Earth, and a thought will pop into your mind and say, look what you just did. How could you do that? You've done that before, and now you're doing it again. You know that's wrong. You know, some people have it, and some people don't, and you don't. You're really a failure. I'm just, I mean, something like that, right? Just thoughts. And if a person doesn't realize how much God loves them and what he's done for them through Christ, they'll start listening to those little thoughts, right? Or a, or a symptom will come into your body. And, and a spirit of darkness will say, oh, you know what? Your grandmother had that. You know what that is, don't you? Yeah, you know what that's going to lead to, don't you? Or, or maybe um, sometimes you might get up in the morning, and the day before you were excited, but you get up in the morning, all of a sudden it just feels like, you know what, I don't have anything to look forward to. You ever felt like that? Where yesterday was fine, but all of a sudden you get up in the morning, and there's spirits at work trying to take away your hope. So if I listen to that, you know, if I start listening to that back in 2010 on January 1st and January 2nd, right, they're not going to stop. And the days go by and the weeks go by and the months go by. And over time, what happens is a stronghold develops inside of me. And I become very discouraged and very depressed. See? This is how spirits of darkness work. They'll shoot thoughts at you to try and bring you down, right? To try and get you in the dark, all right? The remedy for that is the lightsaber, right? <laughs> the promises of God, right? Knowing his promises. And when a dark thought is shot towards you, right? If you know the promises of God, you begin to speak that promise, right? So a thought comes into your mind saying, man, you've blown it again. How could you do that? How could you, how could you miss that again? You, you say, I'm a new creation 
in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. I do the things Jesus did and greater things than these. Right? God is my fortress and my shield. Right? You, be, you go to war. Right? You start swinging your lightsaber. But this is how the enemy works. Now, so what is Satan, uh, what's his number one goal? What does he really want to keep you from? Well, he wants to keep you from personally knowing and experiencing God. <laughs> if he could do anything, that's what he wants to do. He wants to keep you from personally knowing and experiencing God. He doesn't want you to have a vibrant relationship with him. He doesn't mind if you have religion because there's no relationship in that, right? And that's what Satan doesn't want. He doesn't want you to know the real and living God and enter into this real relationship. And then he wants to keep you from being the person God made you to be and from fulfilling your God-given destiny. Kind of like the evil empire wanted to keep Luke Skywalker from, from fulfilling his destiny, right? Well, the spirits of darkness are like that. They want to keep you from seeing the light. How does Satan do this? How does he keep you from knowing God personally, from experiencing God? By trying to darken your understanding, your view of God. He introduces ideas and thoughts into your life, sometimes through religion, sometimes through other people, sometimes through a TV show, whatever, that, that, that give you a different image of God than, than he actually is. So he tries to darken our understanding of God. He tries to um, keep us from seeing the light of who he is. He did that with Adam and Eve, didn't he? In chapter 3, he, he, he made Adam and Eve, he said, you know what? This God who made you is not being honest with you. He's keeping something from you. And, and sometimes, you know, the enemy will say that to you. God did this in your life because he's punishing you. That's not God's nature at all, right? And you'll start thinking about, oh, boy, God's punishing me. Or something bad happens, and, and, and he'll tell you, well, God did that. You know, God brought that tornado on those people because he was bringing judgment on them. Nothing about that is true. Jesus didn't teach such foolish things. But oftentimes religion preaches foolish things. So if you believe these things about God that are dark, your image of God is going to become dark. And that's going to keep you from knowing him. All right? And I, that's really a primary reason why this church was born, to help to clear away the clouds so that you can walk in a real relationship with him. In fact, darkness is often disguised as religious tradition. Yeah. It, it comes in, it, or philosophies of men. But you've got to know Christ for yourself. No one can do that for you. Don't rely on a pastor or a minister or a bishop or a priest to know Christ for you. They can't do it. You have to personally know him yourself because they're not in your battle, right? They're not, they're not living in your body tomorrow morning, 
right? When Satan starts whispering thoughts in your mind. You've got to know how much God loves you yourself, all right? You've got to know personally. See, you know, you can get to a place in your relationship with God where you are sure and certain of who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. And nothing can move you off of that. Isn't that what faith is? Right? Hebrews 11. Can we put that up there? Hebrews 11.1. 1. I like this. Let's dereligify this word, faith. Right? Now, faith is being sure. Wow. I like that. Isn't that simple? Being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. I like that. I looked up the word certain. You know what it means? Established, beyond a doubt, in no doubt. It is possible through simple faith in the promises of God to know his destiny for your life beyond the shadow of a doubt to know how much he loves you, to know what he's provided for you through Christ so that when the devil comes against you with his thoughts, his discouragement, they will not move you off of God's promises. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So what do you think? Are you guys ready to be sure and certain in 2016? I mean, like, no doubt, confident. That doesn't mean doubts don't come into your mind. But when they come, they won't stay. Because your confidence in God's love for you is greater. Right? Your confidence in what he's done for you through Christ is greater than how you feel or the circumstances you're facing. Right? And and, uh, oftentimes people give in to the way they feel or to their circumstances because they're ignorant of God's love for them and what he's done for them, right? So we want your confidence in his love to be greater than any doubt that comes your way, all right? Your confidence of what he's done for you in Christ to be greater than any feeling or circumstance. So that instead of depression, you've got this unstoppable joy inside of you that nothing can change, right? So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, this is pretty amazing. It says, if our gospel, what's the, gospel, what's the word gospel mean? Good news, good news right? Dereligify that word. But if our good news be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Why would you want to hide good news? Because you don't want people to be happy, right? That's, the devil doesn't want people to hear the good news. Verse 4, in whom the God of this world. Who's the God of this world? Yeah. There are Christians that you shouldn't say that, right? But that's what the Scriptures teach. Satan is the God of this world. God's not in control of the earth. (gasps) He's not. If God's in control of the earth, he's pretty confused, right? We serve a messed up God, right? There's horrible things going on in the earth that are totally contrary to God's will and nature, right? The Bible doesn't teach that. I know there are pastors and ministers who do, but the Bible doesn't. We're going to stay with the Bible. Satan's the God of this world. And look what he's done. 
blinded the minds of them which believed not. Why? Lest the light of the glorious good news of Christ, who's the image of God, should shine unto them. I mean, are you, are you willing to let God be God in your life in 2016? Come on. You know he doesn't want us to stay the same. You know he wants to take us higher, right? He wants to lift you up and bring you to a whole new place where you're experiencing him like never before, where you know who you are and you're going forward in his destiny for your life. Hallelujah. So let's see here. Let's go on to verse 5. For we preach not ourselves. This is not a religion, right? This is not a political thing. We're, but we're preaching Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, for your, ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. Verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Wow. Has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So God is all about light, isn't he? Right? In fact, check this verse out. Uh, well, let's go to First John, uh, John. Let's go to First John. This is, this is who God is. First John chapter 1, verse 5 says, this is the message which we've heard from him. Now, who's, who's writing this letter? It's the Apostle John, right? He's the one whom Jesus loved. He wrote the Gospel of John, right? He is James, Peter, and John, the three closest people on earth to Jesus, right? And he's writing this by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, this is the message which we've heard from him, from Jesus, right? And we declare it to you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Depression is darkness, isn't it? Right? Lack, poverty, sickness, murder, that's darkness. In God is light. In him is no darkness. Right? No depression. No discouragement. No fear. No worry, no lack, no sickness, no disease. This is who he is. He's light. He has no darkness to give. I mean, I've heard, I've heard teachings in the body of Christ that make it seem like God and the devil are working together, that he's got some kind of partnership with him, that he uses the darkness to teach people stuff. That's just absolutely untrue. What kind of a goofy God would that be, Right? That's not who he is. He has no darkness. He's not in, in a partnership with darkness, right. right? The darkness is trying to overcome him. And you know what darkness is, right? How is darkness defined? Yeah, it's simply the absence of light. Isn't that good? It literally means, let's see, we're going to look it up. It's a partial or total absence of light. Isn't that good? John chapter 8, verse, uh, is it verse 12, said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Wow. So in Christ is light and no darkness at all, right? And if you follow him, you're going to experience his light. Oh, it's so good. Boy, did he bring me out of darkness. I was covered in it growing up. My house, my family were covered in darkness. And boy, he brought me out of it as I followed him. James chapter 1, verse 17. So God is light, right? 
It's good to know in this epic battle that's going on where the light is, right? Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from who? The Father of lights. Yeah. Have you ever tried to read something and there's not enough light? Or try to see something or find something and you don't have enough light? That's a frustrating thing. But man, when you can shine, the, turn the lights on and find what you're looking for, oh, is that rewarding, right? What's well, like that in life? If you're frustrated in life, you just need more light, okay? You're frustrated, you're, you're discouraged, you're, you're, you don't think you have anything to look forward to, you just need more light, okay? And that light is Christ. It's through faith in Him, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. I'm so glad He doesn't change. He's pure. He's holy. He's always for you. He's never against you. He never sleeps, right? He's working on your behalf when you're sleeping, right? So God is light, and Satan is darkness, isn't that simple? It really is. And, and, and again, darkness is really not a thing. It's just absence of light, right? So let's, let's bring this to a close. Let's look at a few more scriptures. Acts chapter uh, 26. And let's see. Let's start in verse 16. Let's go to verse 16. Now, this is when uh, Jesus appears to Paul. Saul, who becomes Paul, and he's speaking to him. And, and he says, but rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. Verse 17, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. Here it is, verse 18. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God. Now, I won't give it away, Betsy, because you haven't seen the movie. But the, the supreme being's apprentice was wrestling with the light, wasn't he? Right? He, he, he was, uh, was there a battle going on between him and the light, right? He, he was, well, should, can I give, should I give in to this? What should I do? That they might receive forgiveness of sins. So what happens when you give in to the light? Your sins are forgiven. Wow, what, what would keep me from doing that, right? Darkness, right? Yeah, I've been told something untrue, right? Like I've got to say a thousand prayers for my sins to be forgiven, right? Or I've got to go to confession every day of the week. That's darkness. All I've got to do is put my faith in Christ, right? So if I come to the light, my sins are going to be forgiven, and I'm going to receive an inheritance in God, right? An inheritance among those who are sanctified. Look at 1 John 5, 19. It says, we know that we are from God. What kind of a statement is that? Who's from God? You're not going to read the whole chapter. He's talking about those who put their faith in Christ. We've been born from above, right? The Holy Spirit made us new. We're from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Whoa. This is serious business, right? What? So we see God's not in control of the world, right? That's another scripture. We could read a whole bunch of them. 
says the world it lies in the power of the evil one. That's why you see things in the news that make no sense. Right? And, and they'll say, well, it just all of a sudden happened. I don't know why so-and-so did that. You know, it, just, it didn't just happen. The spirits of darkness were working in that person's life for years, and they didn't recognize it, right? Satan will work on you for years to get you a place where you'll do something you'll regret for the rest of your life. But we're not going to let that happen, right? We're walking in the light, okay? Uh, let's see, last scripture, Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 2. And says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, those, are those who've come to Christ, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, which is what? Darkness, right? right? According to the prince, there it is again, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Who's he talking about? The evil emperor, right? Satan, right? <laughs> Right? So, so God is light, but we're living in a world where spirits of darkness are operating. All right? So we're going to finish, and next week, oh, we're going to have fun next week. We're going we're gonna to go back before the darkness. All right? We're going to go back, back in time, like Michael J. Fox, back to the future. All right? We're going to go back before darkness. We're going to continue with our soul wars the Lord is with you series, and and we're gonna we're gonna um, see what happened, and see why Satan is trying to deceive us, and see why these dark spirits are trying to get involved in your life, and see how to walk in victory over them. All right, but we're gonna end today doing something very important. Let's end with that confession that we have there, Eden. Um, this is bar none the best way to grow strong in Christ and experience him is to speak his promises with your mouth and believe them in your heart. Okay, it's very simple. It's God's recipe for wholeness and salvation. Speak his word with your mouth and believe it in your heart, okay? So we're embracing Jesus Christ, we're resisting the darkness, and we're letting the light of God's promises lead the way in 2016. All right, so say this with me, and these are just scriptures put into a confession. You should be doing this regularly in your life. If you're not, you're missing out on the power of Christ operating in you. Ready? I am strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Where's that from? Did I make that up? Is this some uh, crazy philosophy? No. It's Ephesians 6.10, right? I am strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. No, you're not. That's for someone else. Look at you. How could you say that about yourself? Don't you know what you just did last night? See, that's how Satan will talk to you when you're speaking the word. Doubt sometimes would come at you like a, a, a shower, right? But you don't listen to them. You keep speaking the word. I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, and I'm seeing it so in my life. We're not robots reciting some recipe, right? We're, we're made in the image of God speaking forth light, right? I'm strong. I am strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. This is what God did for us through Christ, right? I could just say that first sentence all day long. See yourself strong in Christ. See yourself walking strong in this dark world. 
Love overflowing in you. Joy overflowing in you. Wisdom overflowing in you. Peace overflowing in you. Provision overflowing in your life. I am strong in the Lord. Health overflowing in you. See it. See yourself running, jumping, swimming, playing with your children, having fun. I'm strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Boy, this one verse is, is, is pushing back the darkness right here, isn't it? I'm strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. His faithful promises are my armor and protection. Ooh. His faithful promises are my armor and protection. The Lord is my personal refuge, my personal fortress, my personal shield, my personal strength. Is this registering? Where's that from? Give you a little hint down at the bottom there, huh? Right? Yeah. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge. Right? Okay? Let's say that again. The Lord is my refuge, my fortress, my shield, my strength. I am strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. His faithful promises are my armor and protection. The Lord is my refuge, my fortress, my shield, and my strength. Jesus is my light and my salvation. Where's that from? Yeah, the Lord is my light and my salvation, right? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27, that's a great one right there. Jesus is my light and my salvation. I walk in the light of life. Where's that from? We read that earlier, right? He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but have the light of life. So you know where it's from? Let's say it one more time. All right? I am strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. His faithful promises are my armor and protection. The Lord himself is my refuge. The Lord himself is my fortress. The Lord himself is my shield. The Lord himself is my strength. Jesus himself is my light and my salvation. I walk in the light of life. Yes. Father, we thank you. You did it. You gave your son Jesus for us because you love us with an undying love. We're new creations in Christ Jesus. And Lord, you have given us brand new life. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing Christ to us today and every day this week. We thank you for pushing back the darkness in our lives and quickening us with your promises as we walk in the light of your life in Jesus' name. 
At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.